Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1383. Today on Cars Yeah, I'm celebrating the 23rd annual Ironstone Concours that takes place on September 28th at the beautiful Ironstone Vineyards in Murphys, California. To learn more about this fantastic event, go to ironstoneconcours.org. If you do, you're going to get rewarded. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hey Cars Yeah, I'm a huge fan of Covercraft. I've protected my vehicles with their products for decades. Want to keep your vehicle's interior looking new? It's easy with Covercraft seat covers. They'll protect your seats from the daily abuse of pets, children, weekend adventures, and even those everyday spills. It's a fast, easy, and inexpensive way to keep your vehicle looking new. All Covercraft seat covers are easy-on, easy-off design that are machine washable. You can choose from many fabric options, colors, and accessories, all designed and carefully sewn for your special vehicles. Their seat gloves are semi-custom fit for cars and trucks, and their seat savers, a favorite of mine, are custom-tailored to fit your seats like a glove. Work truck seat covers are tough, durable, denim-weight fabric. It's like putting a pair of rugged jeans on your truck's seats. Want to stay warm? Covercraft also offers seat heaters. Covercraft is the right choice. Learn more today at Covercraft.com and tell them Mark at Cars yeah sent you. That's Covercraft.com. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I'm revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest calling in from a nice little town in California, Altaville, Furman Brown. Hey, Furman, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? Well, I got my seatbelt on, my helmet on, and my insurance policy in my hand, and we <laughs> should go. I hope we don't need that insurance policy. Okay. Furman Brown serves on the Ironstone Concord Board of Directors, as well as the Sonora Regional Horseless Carriage Club. and. He is in his third year on the Calaveras County Grand Jury. His career includes farming and included working for a wholesale liquor, beer, and wine distributor and eventually purchasing his own distributorship, which he eventually sold. He lived in Pebble Beach for 30 years and had a great relationship with the Pebble Beach Concord Elegance. And after moving to Calaveras County, he founded the Friends of the Calaveras County Fair and Jumping Frog Jubilee. Today, he is the project manager for the Utica Hotel Restoration and development, and when he's not in his shop playing, he's probably working on his old cars. So Furman, I've told our listeners just a little bit about you. Before we jump into the questions, could you take a brief moment and share a little bit more about your life, your career, and your passion for old automobiles? Well, I remember having dinner one time with a friend who was restoring a Model A pickup. And about 15 years later, he invites me back to dinner again, and I said, hey, how's that project going? He said, well, it's not finished yet. And I said, I can't believe that you've taken 15 years on this thing. I would never take that long for any kind of a project. And he says, well, it's a hobby. And he quoted me this, a hobby has no time limit and no pressure. Well, I still didn't agree with him. So uh, I told him, someday I would like to have a Model T. And he found me one. Well, I asked him, uh, how does it run? Well, he told me it doesn't run. It's in pieces. But there's about three complete cars in the pieces. Well, anyway, I I picked up three pickup loads. I took them into Pebble Beach, and the gate guard says, uh, you know, there's no place for that rusty stuff, Mr. Brown. 
And I said, uh, you know, I just bought this stuff. And he said, oh, I'm so sorry. You just bought that. Well, there were three engines and six left fenders, no right fenders. And it was a Model T truck. Well, truck parts aren't available. You know, car parts are available. So I had to find stuff all over. And one time I found a, uh, a Model T truck in Idaho. So I had one of my beer trucks coming out of Washington swing by and pick up the parts. Well, my warehouseman, he was shocked to see the rusty mess in my garage, uh, in the truck. And uh, But that was the start of my collecting and restoring cars. There this you go. Eventually <laughs> won the commercial class at Ironstone Concourse. Well, and even it, better. <laughs> and now it's owned by a very happy fellow in Germany. Cool, cool. Well, it's nice that you got that project done. Has your friend ever finished his car? Yes, he has. I think oh, I motivated good. him, you know. Okay. I, I yeah. motivated or intimidated one or the other. You pushed him along. Yeah. Well, as we continue on this journey of your life here, Furman, I like to start by asking my guests for a success quote or a mantra. It's a nice way to get the inspirational tires turning here on cars. Yeah, so take the wheel. Well, I really feel that you must give back to your community in some form or fashion. And uh, if you do, you're going to get rewarded. You know, I like to give back in all sorts of ways, uh, you know, uh, Longer on the board of directors of the of these uh, Ironstone Concourse, uh, you know we give back to the community in various ways. We uh, we support the 4-H, the FFA, give scholarships, and uh, this is our 23rd year, and uh, we have over 300 entries coming in this year, and we've donated back uh, over seven hundred thousand dollars. So that's a way of giving back and doing some good and keeping the car hobby going too. You know, I tell you, Furman, I've talked to well, you're my one thousand three hundred and eighty second guest here, and if I often get asked people what stands out after talking with so many people. And there's that one thing that has a consistency here that I've learned about all these wonderful conversations with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. We are happiest as as human beings when we are giving back to others, when we are helping others, whether we even know it or not. So you just hit on a really probably the most important part of life right there. I think it's the secret to life is giving back and helping others. So I think it's fantastic. I had Steve and Gail Kautz on the show yesterday, and uh, both of them talked extensively about how Ironstone helps young people. I think it's absolutely fantastic. We're going to talk more about Ironstone, but I want to talk a little bit more about you for a little while longer here. And I would love for you to share a story that instigated your personal passion for cars. Is there a pivotal moment in your life when you knew that you were going to be a car guy? Uh well, let's see. I, I think uh, in college, I was fortunate to buy a brand new 57 Chevy convertible, $3,200. I remember that price. So, uh, gosh, I drove that through college and into my first marriage. And uh, I put 100,000 miles in that car and sold it for $1,000. And I said, well, I did good. 100,000 miles only cost me $2,000 from original price. Today, the thing's worth $60,000. You know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's yeah. the same thing happened to the boat at the same time. I... Uh, Kept it for 10 years and sold it for the same price I paid for it, put in a swimming pool. And what a good deal. That boat's worth 60000 today, too. So uh, it isn't only the money. Uh, I never look back because it was a good deal at the time. And, yeah. uh, and I'm happy I did it. And I got to move forward. Well, that's the way to look at it, for sure. I'm going to talk a little bit in a moment about special cars and seller's remorse. But first, I want you to share a big challenge or even a failure that you faced along the way. This could be in life, in business, it doesn't really matter, but I want you to take us there. But more importantly, what was the learning lesson from that experience so you could move forward in a positive way? Well, I think that story would be the story of a 1937 Cadillac V12. And uh, uh, it was serial number 13 of only 20 produced. I still have the car. 
And I, you know, I was never superstitious of number 13 until I started to do this car. You know, my wife really liked it because it had power, it had electric start, it had a heater, it had windows, and uh, quite different than my other uh, horses' carriages that didn't have any of those things. So I started working on it, and I needed the rubber for the running boards, and uh, it was not available in the United States. Uh, a Beal Rubber Company that supplies all kinds of rubber uh, parts for cars, they suggested I contact a guy in Canada, which I did. And I shipped the car, uh, the running boards up there. And a year and a half later, he said, they're finished. Send me half the money and I'll send you the running boards. So I sent them half the money and, um, and the rubber, the running boards never arrived. Well, I called a constable eventually and, um, come to find out he had 30 boxes of these, uh, running boards, never been opened, but he'd collected half the money on all of them. Well, I have to get them back. So some guy up there was very, uh, you know, he felt sorry for us. So he shipped all these 30 running boards back to us but I still don't have any rubber. So then I found another guy up there, took another six months uh, to get them uh, returned to me, uh, very successfully, by the way. So that was a two-year ordeal in just getting the rubber for the running boards. And a lot of people, oh don't, my people, gosh. Yeah, people don't realize how long it's pretty, they don't know why, they don't know how long it takes. Uh, we're not talking about the money part of it too, but there I found out we don't get excited. We keep working forward. We eventually see a see a finished product. Well, I would imagine the lesson here is patience. Uh, anytime you're restoring an old car, and I know talking with a lot of restoration experts who've been on the show here, guests of mine who do it for a living, they always say, you know, lots of times customers just don't realize what it takes to put an old car back together. We have to manufacture parts, we have to fabricate parts, we have to find parts. Uh, so I would think the story here, the lesson here is if you're going to restore a little car, especially yourself, plan on having a lot of patience. Is that right? Well, Not that, to mention a lot of money. Hey, hey, wait a minute. And a very understanding wife to go along with it. That helps. Yeah, yeah. that helps have a good, yeah, big time for sure. Yeah. That'll keep the project on course most of the time. Right. Well, let's have a little bit of fun. I wanted you to talk about your first really special vehicle. You talked about that first car you bought, but the first really special, maybe first collector vehicle where you felt like, wow, you know, I've always wanted something like this. I've got it. And maybe share a memory you have about that ride. Well, I think it was the old Model T, uh, the Model T truck. And, uh, you know, it started with that as my very first vehicle. I endured the challenges and saw the finished product. And I think that's what the basic is. I guess I wished I would have kept it because uh, it was great memories. But uh, you got to move on. That fellow in Germany is really happy with it, which makes me happy, you know, to see him happy. I got to tell you a little story about selling a car. I sold one to an attorney in Chicago. And, of course, they don't see the cars, and uh, it's all by emails and such as that. It had a good little pedigree. It won its class at Hillsboro, beat out a, a, a Pierce Arrow that, on that class. And so it was a really nice little car. So I sell it back to this guy, in, uh, an attorney in Chicago. And I contact him, and I said, did the car get there? He says, I can't talk to you now. I'll call you back. He calls me back and says, you misrepresented that car. And I said, John, what did I do wrong? He's, you misrepresented the car. That's what he kept saying. You misrepresented the car. And I said, well, look, I'll have a cashier's check in the mail to you in the morning. I'll have the car picked up in five days. Now tell me what I did wrong. He keeps saying, you misrepresented the car. So finally, I said, what do you want, John? Are you going to tell me or not to tell me? Well, it's better than you said it was. So he <laughs> Thanks a lot. He said, I <laughs> yeah. got you. And I said, well, you notice how I don't argue with attorneys. I just give them their money back and move oh, on. Oh, yeah. Smart guy. Yeah, so exactly. Thought, that was a cute little story <laughs> of of uh, the fun you could have. and. Uh, but don't misrepresent anything, especially with an attorney. So, uh, No, don't mess with those guys. Uh, they'll cost you in many ways. 
You know, it's funny. I, I had a, I raced a 1960 Lotus Formula Junior for years, vintage racing, and I sold it to a gentleman who had my exact name, even with an E on the end of green, Mark Green, a Dr. Mark Green in England. He bought the car from me and uh, he bought it sight unseen. Of course, I sent pictures and lots of details and we spoke. And when he got the car, uh, he called me and said, Hey, Mark, the car's arrived. He actually flew it over there. So I took it to the airport and they put it on a British Airways plane and it got there the next day. And uh, I said, well, are you happy with it? And he goes, I got to tell you. And then there was a long pause. And I'm like, oh, no. And he said, I've never seen a race car as nice as this one. He goes, I can't believe you actually raced this thing. It's perfect. And I just went, oh, thank you. You know, I'm thinking, man, I got to fly that thing back now. I'm like, oh, no. But uh, you know what? You point on a or you touch on an important thing. So many cars now are bought through pictures, uh, through auctions. and lots of times you get them and they don't quite look the same, do they? And I think it's important to be extremely honest and also due diligence when you're buying a car. Ask a lot of questions, get a lot of pictures, or better yet, find somebody who lives there that will go and look at it for you. Absolutely. So you know exactly Absolutely. what you're getting. Yeah, it'll it'll save both sides. Is that also your seller's remorse story, that old Ford Model T truck? I think so. I think so. But, yeah. uh, you know, getting back to the race cars, I got a quick little story you might in- enjoy. You know, I lived in Pebble yes. Beach, had a six-car garage there. So I'd give two or three uh, spaces to the Pebble Beach Concourse contestants. Uh-huh. And I've had three best of shows come out of my garage and many uh, class winners come out of my garage. Nice. So you could say it was a lucky garage for many people. <laughs> yes, well, once absolutely. I, once uh, I was asked, could you uh, keep my friend's uh, Mercedes 183? The 183 was the uh, Mercedes, the German car that beat the French at Le Mans. And so it was quite a famous car, so I learned. And Lufthansa was going to fly it over here because uh, they wanted to say they flew the most expensive car, as opposed to freight. So I asked him, uh, you know, how much is this car worth? He says, $21 million. So I didn't believe him. And But that year I went to, uh, uh, I had to tow it down to Pebble Beach because uh, on the field because the race cars needed air. So I took it down with my little Kawasaki mule and we put it in, in the little paddock, you know. And there's this guy standing there one day, very distinguished looking at looking at the car. And I said, yeah, you know, I said, this is the Mercedes 183, the famous race car. He says, I know this car. And I said, oh, how do you know this car? I'm with the Stuttgart Museum. And I said, oh, no kidding. Oh, wow. I said, what do you think this car is worth? You know, because <laughs> I play dumb really well. He says, he said, uh, I offer him 21 million. He won't take it. Ah, uh, well, there well, you go. I guess it was the truth, and I found the guy that offered the $21 million standing there in Pebble Beach. But, well, there so, you, you know, go. From that, from that day on, I never asked what a car was worth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I guess the owner knows best, especially yeah. if he's been offered that kind of money. Well, I would love for you to share what has you excited and fired up about this year's Ironstone Concord. This is a fantastic event. I attended it for the first time ever last year. I can't believe I'd never been to it before. It's in Murphy's, California, which is kind of tucked away a little bit southeast of Sacramento, California. But I'll tell you something, it is well worth the trip. It's an absolutely fantastic event. How could you uh, pitch this event to somebody who maybe has never gone to it to convince them they should make this trip reality? Well, it's held at the Ironstone Vineyard uh, Amphitheater, where they have concerts, great concerts. And also, uh, so it's on the grasses as, and it's terraced. So you got a beautiful outlay of, of cars. The nicest part about it is that it has something for everybody. 
they have uh, we have several cars coming up from uh, Pebble Beach Concourse, uh, which was held last year. Several million dollar cars coming up, so we have that element. We have the Model Ts, we have the Thunderbirds, we have uh, the Corvettes, we have the little amphicars, the little amphicars from Germany. They only made uh, let's see, they only made. 3,800 of them, and only 99 of them were converted to left-hand drive. So uh, there's only about 450 existing now in the world, and 10 of them are at uh, Disney World. And oh, really? Last, last year, we were fortunate to have three of them there at the con- at uh, the Armstrong Concourse, where they gave rides. So you'd hop in on the grass, and they'd drive you through the pond and come back up, yeah. and that was kind of a fun uh, uh, thing to awesome. do. Another thing, last year we had uh, the 100-year-old race cars. Uh, two of them had raced in Indy uh, in the, at the Indy race uh, 100 years ago, and you could get to uh, ride in that thing, uh, you know, five laps for $100, which was a kick. My wife did it. They water the track, the dirt track, and you come back splattered with mud, and people love to do that. I mean, they were really fans, you know? Yeah. So yeah. Uh, then the little thing, uh, we have the little uh, teardrop trailers, the woody cars. The hit-and-miss engines, uh, which are kind of fun to watch them pump water. Uh, so, like I say, there's something for everybody. But the price, that's the whole thing. You know, Pebble Beach Concourse this year was $350 a ticket. Ours is $25, that's all. Yeah, so, for yeah. $25, uh, everybody should go in the sea cars, history of cars. Uh, it, it's really kind of a neat thing. It's a beautiful part of the country. Uh, it's really, really fantastic. And yeah, the Amphicars were wonderful to watch people get rides around in those and the old race cars. I got to ride in the tour last year with Charles Test, who's a future guest here on Cars. Yeah. Uh, in a 1916 Indy racer. I mean, that was just a, uh, that was a dream come true. Very, very cool. Uh, it's a wonderful event. I encourage people to check it out. You can go to ironstoneconcord.org and learn more about this event. Put it on your calendar. It's well, well worth attending. And uh, it's for a wonderful cause, too. I mean, they raise incredible amounts of money to help young people in their careers in agriculture. It takes place on September 28th. Uh, so go and check it out. You'll get to see Furman there and a whole bunch of other very, very cool people. So Furman up next is the last lap. Before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsors. When you want proven performance, there's one brand that's been around since 1938. That's Edelbrock, building the finest American-made performance products for the street and track. Edelbrock's products are designed and dyno-proven to deliver maximum results. Edelbrock has thousands of made-in-the-USA performance products for all makes and models. From their new AVS2 carburetor and innovative ProFlow 4 EFI for your muscle car or truck. To superchargers for your daily driver and more, visit edelbrock.com. To check out the latest products for your ride, and when you're ready to check out, enter Cars Yeah in the coupon code and get 10% off your order. That's Edelbrock, automotive performance since 1938. You take care of your cars, but who takes care of your investments? Tune-ups aren't just for engines. Updating your financial plan is important too. Your GPS may take you from A to B, but it won't help you on the road to financial freedom. For that, you need a good co-pilot and a very trusted advisor. Chris Kimball, CFP, is just the man for the job. He'll guide you down that road without driving you crazy. For over 25 years, Chris has helped people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. With a master's degree in financial services, he is eminently qualified, and he's a car guy too. Learn more at chrisvkimble.com or call 866-ON-A-PLAN. 
Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member FINRA SIPC. CK Financial Services is not affiliated with Money Concepts Capital Corp. Are you looking for a way to get your products or services into the ears of thousands of automotive enthusiasts around the globe? I can help. This is Mark Green here at Cars Yeah, and I'd be honored to be an influencer and ambassador for your brand in a unique and personal way. Five days a week, thousands of subscribers and listeners enjoy the Cars Yeah podcast and website. Contact me today and I'll show you how at mark at com or connect with me through the Cars yeah website at carsyeah.com. All right, Furman, we are back and I'm going to crawl into your head a little bit here and see what you think. Very introspective question. If you were a car, what would Furman be and why? <laughs> oh, that's it. You know, there's too many choices there. But I tell you, a car I wouldn't want to be. Is that good? <laughs> well, that's the first time I mean, anybody's first answered time it that, that way. way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'll tell you what it was. I had a DeLorean in my garage, and uh, the DeLorean is really, all the kids knew about it because of the movie Back to the yeah. Future, you know. And people used to go and ooh and awe ah about this car. And I let them do that, and I was very proud to have the car to show to them. But, you know, you didn't fit in the car. I'm a big guy, and uh, I f- couldn't fit in the car. And the uh, next thing is that the window, uh, that uh, it was electric, but it's only six inches by 16 inches, which gave you claustrophobia right then and there. How are you going to get out of that car? Yeah. The next yeah. thing, uh, you know, uh, if it ever got dented, uh, how do you fix it? Uh, mm-hmm. If you paint it, the value goes down. So it had no power, but it sure was cute. So that's the car I wouldn't want to be. <laughs> you uh, wouldn't for, want to be. For those reasons, but uh, a fun car to have and a fun car to look at. So, Well, that's a unique answer to that question. And it's definitely the first way that uh, the first time that question's been answered that way. <laughs> I got to sit in one of those, uh, both at the Peterson Museum down in the vault. They have a gold one and also. There's one at the California Automotive Museum. Carly Starr, who's a past guest on the show, was also on my television show. She let me sit in that car, which was pretty darn cool. And up until then, I'd not sat in one of those. But I I see what you're saying. Now, I'm not a super big guy, so I fit in the car pretty well. But uh, when you shut the door, you kind of feel like you're kind of encased inside that thing. And you hope you don't hit, what was it, 88 miles an hour? You'll be blasted into the future or back to the future. That's right. That's right. Or if you're ever down in the water, you can never get those doors open. That's for sure. Uh, that would be a problem. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So now, very cars, unique. Were, you, were they painted cars or were they stainless steel? Uh, they were stainless steel. The one, the gold one was actually plated in gold. It actually oh had God. a layer, 24 karat gold all over the thing. So I, I uh, yeah, I saw that car. Yes. Yeah, it yeah was, it's pretty crazy. It if you're ever lucky enough, to go to the Peterson Museum, uh, pay a little extra to go to, on a tour of the vault. Uh, they won't let you take pictures down there. We got to bring our television cameras down there, so that'll be on Cars Yeah Season 2. But, uh, yeah, that was pretty cool. They had a lot of neat things down That's there. A great museum. Great museum. Very unique answer there, Furman. All right, we are entering the checkered flag. Not the checkered flag. Let's start with the last lap before we get to the checkered flag. I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of the DeLorean throttle. So here we go. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? Well, I think it's it's just be patient. And uh, remember, if it's a hobby, I quote this again, there's no pressure, there's no time frame. You work on it for a day and you don't work on it for a month and you work on it for a day and you don't work on it for a year. And that's what a real hobby should be. But some of us uh, like to see things produced, but uh, a real hobby should be lots of patience, lots of money, and lots of time. (laughs) And lots of time. 
You know, I had a guest on the show here that said, you know, if you feel like you're not getting through a big project like that, if it becomes a little too daunting, just do a little bit every day. It might be just cleaning a part or putting a carburetor together, but do a little bit each day and eventually you'll finally get there. So, Or if uh, you're kind of dragging on your or your first assembly, you buy a car and drive it while you're assembling it and that keeps the <laughs> hobby going. How's that? There you go. Nicely done. Would you share one of your personal habits you believe has contributed to your many successes over the years? Oh, that's a tough question. Let me think about that one again. Uh, one of my you know, parting thoughts would be uh, you, do whatever you want to do and uh, because life is really short. You, know, you never should say, uh, I should have done that. Uh, just do it. You know, I did it. I'm still doing yeah. it. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I have a saying here. My regular listeners have heard it. Shoulda, woulda, coulda. Words of a loser. Uh, so don't be a loser. How about a resource? Is there one that you'd like to share with our listeners that is maybe a go-to for you? This could be a website, a blog, a supplier. It could even be a person in your life or an app that you use on your phone. Well, you know, a couple things that I really enjoy. You know, I like Hemmings uh, Motor News. Uh, you know, I get an idea of pricing. A lot of people call me, what do you think that car is worth? I said, well, it's whatever you think it's worth. And uh, you can't judge a car, a fake antique car, without looking at it. But uh, I use uh, Hemmings uh, for getting prices and also for selling. I've sold nearly all my cars through Hemmings. So Hemmings nice. is a really neat thing. Absolutely. Another publication that I used when I first started was the book From Here to Obscurity, which is the history of the Model T uh, year by year. And I am very oh. fortunate to have my 1912 Ford Touring in the book as the example car for the year 1912. Really? Interesting. That's, that's, very uh, cool. That's kind of a neat one. I don't change the license plate. is 1933. And, oh, it's a 1933. I said, no, that's the license plate. Oh, it looks like a 1933. I said, see, if I ever changed that license plate, I couldn't tie it to the book, the pictures in the book. So I <laughs> I'll leave that plate on it, you know, for there value. You go. Reasons, yeah. Absolutely. A little, a little trivia. I, do you know how many Model Ts they made during the years 1909 to 27? I don't. A lot, though. 14,600,000. Oh, I would never have guessed that many. I know. That's wow. a trivia question. You may make $100,000 on a talk show sometime. Well, I'll send you a check when that happens. How does that sound? <laughs> Good. If I could wave my magic wand and arrange for you to have a drink with anyone in the automotive industry, living or deceased, who would it be? Oh, my God. Jay Leno is a friend of mine. He's, he's a fun guy. You know, I'd really like to have a drink with someday is Lee Iacocca. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, yeah, uh, he's not really a car man, although one of my mechanics here at the ranch worked on his muffler system on a Ferrari once. But anyway, uh, you know, here's a guy that uh, was very successful in business. Look what he did with Chrysler Corporation. You know, you really don't have to know everything about cars, but you got to know uh, who to surround yourself well to have knowledge of, you know, of the industry. And uh, he did a great job with it and uh, I think kept Chrysler alive and uh, did some interesting things. I think that the, what is it? He started the 50,000 mile warranty, which kept um, the distributorships, which were closing, kept the people going back there. So the car industry needs good business people too. Yeah, absolutely. Now, uh, I always ask my guests for a book recommendation. The book that you talked about, From Here to Obscurity and Illustrated History, the Ford Model T, 1909 to 1927, that book's by Ray Miller. Would that be the book you recommend people read, or is there another one? That is Ray Miller. How did you know that? Did you look that up real quick while we're talking? I'm a really smart guy, Furman. You, you can't are, believe yeah. the stuff I know here. But that I, book has been recommended a couple times here on Parsia. I'll be darned. Ray Miller is a friend of mine. Uh, he was out he of uh, Catalina Island, you know? Yeah, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's where he wrote the book. And uh, 
because of Ray Miller, we have been able to take the Model Ts on a barge over to Catalina Island, which doesn't accept, you know, the the private cars over there. So I've been over there with that little Model T-12 uh, four times to Catalina Island. No kidding. I didn't know they let people do that. No, they don't let people over there. Wow. That's very cool. Yeah, I guess they figure the Model (laughs) T isn't going to do much damage. Well, probably not. Probably not. But they do uh, inspect underneath for dirt and any type of vegetation so it doesn't contaminate the island. That was kind of cute. They washed one car. My car was clean, but... One of them had too much dirt on it, so they washed it before they let us tour. So that's kind of ah, cute. Very interesting. Well, i remind our listeners, you can find links to that book on Furman's show notes page on the Cars Yeah website. All right, Furman, we are up to the checkered flag, as I referred to earlier, and this question can be a bit of a doozy, especially for a collector like you. I'm going to buy you a cool collector car today. Any car in the world, as a matter of fact, but there are some rules that may make this decision a little more challenging for you. I want you to drive it, so no garage queens. You can't sell it to buy a bunch of other cars with, so that little trick's off the table for a smart guy like you. But here's the kicker. It's the only collector car you can have, which means you have to get rid of everything else, unless you already have the car you want to keep, and then I don't have to buy you a car today. What's it going to be, that one car? Well, I'd love to buy. have you buy me a car. Uh, you know, I'd like to have a, a Rolls-Royce Silver Ghost. I, I love this era. I love this styling. Uh, and you know those Rolls Royces run forever, so I won't need another car. And that will make my ha- my wife very happy to get rid of what I have left. I've sold 20 of my cars, so if I could put one there and replace everybody, it would be the Rolls Royce Silver Ghost. Oh, yeah, pretty magnificent car and uh, beautiful car, actually. I'll tell you, I, my listeners have heard this, but i got to say it again. I've been going to Pebble Beach for 31 years. This was my 31st year attending that event. And this year, I finally got to ride in the Tour de Elegance. And I got invited by Steve Plaster and his wife, Amy, to join them in their 1913 Rolls-Royce. It's a Rolls-Royce 4050. Uh, just magnificent car, wonderful car, kind of in the era of those old silver ghosts. So, uh, yeah, I think you made a nice choice. Is there a is there a specific car that you have in mind? No, I haven't found it yet. I don't know how much money you have to spend to buy me this car, you said. So hey, there is, money is no problem here. You. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's no problem. You know, Whatever you tour, want. On the Pebble Beach Tour, did you see the 1910 Winton? Yes. That yep. uh, Stu Laidlaw restored. That, that was, came out really nice. The car ran really well, you know, on the tour. And... uh I said, why didn't you park it on Ocean Avenue? He said, well, I didn't want people to scratch it, you know, so uh, it's going to do really good. And you, did you know it didn't make it onto the field? I didn't hear that. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah, it was really bad because it, it had got a, he ran good on the tour. Everything was good. They flew it out, you know, came out from uh, uh, Connecticut. Uh, a lot of money involved with bringing the car out there. And the gas tank had a crack in the seal. And uh, it's under pressure. It's a three-pound pressurized uh, gas. You know, they don't have fuel pump. It was pressurized. And it was spraying gas, and they wouldn't let it go on the field. So it's been invited back for next year. But this is what happens with cars. Oh, yeah. You know? Oh, that's heartbreaking. Yeah, yeah, that's heartbreaking to come all that way. Well, I didn't know that, but I did see that car. It was absolutely stunning. Yeah, it was beautiful. a beautiful car. My friend, yeah. uh, too late, uh, restored it. And uh, he used to. Uh, we used to have shops together up here. So Nicely done. Well, Furman, you've taken me on a great ride today. Really enjoyed getting to know you better. I want to thank you for sharing your journey. Could you offer us a little parting piece of wisdom or guidance before you drive off into the 
Beautiful California countryside in that Rolls Royce Silver Ghost. Oh, is that one you're going to buy me? Yes, I'd love yeah. to be there with you. Uh, I just hope that I get to see you at the Ironstone Concourse on September 28th. Uh, we look yes. forward to you. And this has been a very fun adventure and a little ride with you today. Well, thank you. It's been a great ride, too. Make sure that you uh, go to ironstoneconcord.org. Check this out. It takes place September 28th. It is an event that you don't want to miss. I'll tell you something. The grounds there are incredibly stunning. It is spread out over a vast area. It's a wonderful way to spend the day. You can go up to the vineyards, to the wine tasting room. You can see a giant uh, nugget of gold in their vault. Uh, they have a beautiful museum. Everything about the Ironstone Concord is magnificent. So check it out. Join Furman. Uh, hopefully, I'll be able to make it this year and all the other fun people at the 23rd Annual Ironstone Concord. You can find everything we talked about today on Furman's show notes page. Furman, thanks for being so generous today with your time, your expertise, and for sharing your automotive experiences with the listeners. Until you and I talk again, I'll see you at the Ironstone Concord. Thank you, Mark. You're welcome. Hey, Mark Green here from Cars Yeah. Did you know you can now see me on the Cars Yeah TV show? It's a weekly visit to some of my past Cars Yeah podcast guests, and I take you along for the ride. You go behind the garage door and into their lives, their businesses, and you get to see what makes them successful. With tens of millions of viewers, Cars Yeah TV is making its mark. Cars Yeah TV is available on Mav TV and Lucas Oil Racing TV. You'll find Mav TV on Direct TV. Fubo TV, Fios by Verizon, or you can stream it through Lucas Oil Racing Television online. And they said I only had a face for podcasting. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah!